podcasters, and live show. Gentlemen, welcome to the Birds at Bush podcast, formerly known as Cardinals Chronicles. Um, I'm your host, Josh Edwards, and our newest host this season is going to be Jordan Barony. Hello, uh, hello, hello. A loyal Cardinals fan. With uh, some of you guys have heard, Logan has had some uh, bigger commitments to the network go on, so he decided to step away from this show and uh, take care of the network and help us grow and build. Jordan is actually the guy he recruited to take his spot, so we're looking for a great season out of Jordan. Um, so we're going to get it going. We're going to rock and roll tonight. We're going to talk about preseason expectations, spring training. We're going to talk about the WBC, mostly how many Cardinals are in the WBC this year, how that's going to affect the team. Uh, we have a hot take series coming about a certain free agent uh, player and if we should pick him up or not. And we'll see what else happens. Uh, if Alex drops in, it'll be great that he joins us. If he doesn't make the night, hey, that thing's happened. You know, it is what it is. So, Jordan, how about you give us a little bit of intro? Tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, then we'll get rock and roll on the show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, I'm from uh, Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne, Indiana, so I'm nowhere near St. Louis. Uh, I'm a uh, Cardinal loyalist, mainly because my dad's from um, from around that area. In St. Charles, and so he just raised me into being a uh, diehard Cardinals fan. So he raised me right, um, and uh, I look forward to doing this. This is my first time doing any sort of like podcasting uh, on a regular basis, so I'm excited to get this started. Well, I'm happy to have you here, man. Uh, don't worry, this is only my second season doing it, and I literally, the way I got started last year, which our fans probably know, is. I sent out a message because Brandon was looking for an extra podcaster on an emergency basis to step in. Uh, messaged me back, asked if I could cut a show the next night, cut four hours worth of material, and all of a sudden I was a podcaster. So you'll do just fine. Don't worry about it. I'm excited. Two two beautiful guys with beards. Love it. Oh, yes. Beautiful beards. Beards are definitely in until the end of hockey season. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there one of the topics that we uh, we have on tap tonight that you want to start with? Um, we can start light. I say we can start with the WBC. All right, let's start with the WBC. Start, start off to something light and fun. So WBC is coming back this year. Super excited for it. Um, the odd part is, and I don't know if it's true with every all the other teams, but because this is the Cardinals show, so I didn't focus on everybody else. But, man, we have a lot of guys playing in the WBC. Um, and that's great that we're having all the representation with all the different countries, uh, especially, you know, four guys playing for America. But I have some concerns about this, Jordan, and I don't know if your concerns are relative or pertinent to my concerns or if you have no concerns at all. I mean, there are going to be some benefits to it. These guys are all going to be playing against other major league talent, you know, day in and day out during the WBC. But with the Cardinals definitely having a a change in the leadership um, with Yachty being gone and with, you know, Albert not coming back. It's, it's really just Wayno. He's the last guy of that core that we had. Uh, 
I, I worry about a lot of the bigger guys with like Michaelis and, and Newt Bar and, and all the guys being gone, if it's going to hurt during spring training and the development and the uh, cohesiveness of the team. What do you think? I'm more so – okay, so I'm excited for all of them being in it. I cannot wait to watch them all. Um, I, I have no issues of them uh, playing, mostly the position players. The pitchers, I'm a little bit iffy on, mainly because our pitching staff is not the strongest. And so we have Wainwright and Michaelis, our two best pitch, like two, two of our three best pitchers. I still think Monty's the third best or second best or first best, but that's neither here or there. But I just feel like um, I feel like I like the representation. I love how Lars is playing uh, for Japan. I think that's so cool. Um, and I also think it's really cool that Tommy's playing for Korea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really like that. Uh, but then also, you have to have, if you're having Team USA, you have to have Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, and uh, Paul Goldschmidt. I said Mike Trout mainly because he's the best player in baseball. You have to have him. And then you have him, and then other people have to join after that. So I, I have no issues with it, only with the uh, pitching staff, though. Okay, fair enough. Um, so the big surprise to me about the WBC was, you know, Wilson Contreras was supposed to go play for Venezuela. Right. And, and as most of our fans know, and Jordan, I don't know if you've heard my full take on this. I'm very, I was very anti Wilson Contreras. I don't like Cubs players. It's in my blood not to like the Cubs. <laughs> um, Dexter Fowler didn't work out for us. Um, we've had other Cubs players not work out for us, uh, in the recent years. And okay. In the past, right. it definitely worked out yeah. for us. All right. But I was very – I don't like Wilson Contreras. I've never liked him. Um, he was one of those really good players for Chicago that always seemed to get in our way. Uh, so a couple things for me that turned the page was kind of like, okay, I'm going to give him a fair chance, was Yachty endorsed him, one. The letter he wrote in the Players' Tribune, two. And then the fact that he just came out and said he thought it was more important for him to skip the World Baseball Classic and represent his home country to spend the full offseason with his new team and his pitchers to get acclimated and to develop a rapport with them, that to me was huge. That's, that's a sense of humility. That's a sense of, of personal pride for his new beginnings and not just personal pride from where he came from. Um, so I got to give Wilson Contreras credit where credit is due. Uh, We'll still see if I end up liking him by the end of the year. I, I, I can almost guarantee you I'm not going to go buy a Contreras jersey by any means. But um, he, he probably will have my – if he stays on this track, I mean, I'm sure he'll have my uh, respect for sure. Oh, uh, absolutely. When – when uh, to go back on the uh, Venezuela uh, thing, I, 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 I at first was like, come on, I wanted him to play because – it's a big deal to play for your own country and to win for your country. It's a huge deal. Even though you're not going to get any money out of it, it's the pride of your country and all this other stuff. But it really showed that he really cares about uh, playing for the Cardinals and really wants to succeed when it comes down to uh, his first season in the, uh, in the red. So I, I really like it a lot. I'm a huge, huge fan of that. Oh, me too. Uh, I think it's, I think it's vastly important. I think he knows that he's up against it on a couple of different levels. Let's be real. Anybody who was going to come in and try to take Yachty's spot and be the next catcher, they were going to be given the hardest time possible by Cardinal Faithful, the BFIB. 
because Yachty was being loved. Even though right. he left three to four years, he was definitely not in his prime. He was not at the top of his game, especially at the plate. Could still play defense with the best catchers out there. Don't get me wrong. Oh. Not that he could, but at the plate, he was he was he was lacking. Um, Contreras is a major upgrade at the plate. Behind the plate, I still feel like he's a little bit down um, below Yachty overall when it comes to framing pitches, playing defense, and intimidating runners on the base pass. Probably the best way for me to phrase that. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping that he does enough on offensively that it evens itself out or works out as an advantage for us over what we've seen the last three or four years from Yachty. He's a big upgrade from uh, Andrew Kisner. Um, oh, absolutely. Bless, bless his heart. He he really tries his hardest. His 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 defense, I would say, is his defense is nice. I like his defense. Andrew Kisner plays very well behind the plate. His bat is just horrid. Yeah. Y- Yachty did better than him batting, and Yachty's not a great offensive threat. And it was it was it was tough to see it, but I still uh, I'm curious on how often we're going to be using uh, Andrew Kisner behind the plate, though. I, I bet sixty games this year. Yeah, I'm bet I, I think that he'll get he'll he'll find himself bat, uh behind the plate quite a bit. I mean, I I don't see. He'll take a step back from what he played last year, just because Contreras should be able to be a full time catcher especially at the pay rate he's going to be getting. Um, but Contreras is such a better bat. <laughs> yes. Risk yeah. Kisner in the game when you don't need him there. Um, I can see a lot of games where if we end up putting up a bunch of runs on a team and we're getting guys rest, I can see Kisner catching three innings a game for an extra 20 games this season if we can be a dominant offensive force. Um, we'll talk about that probably in later episodes if we think that's going to happen, but – uh, that that's kind of where I'm at with it with Kisner. I mean, he's serviceable. I give the guy all the credit in the world. He was a third. He was drafted as a third baseman, converted to a catcher. So the arm strength's there. He just that bat's just not. He doesn't hit like a third baseman. Yeah, and and to go off of the comment that uh, I'm seeing that uh, I think this is my buddy Jim. I, I I I would like to put money on that. But no, he makes a good point when he uh, yeah we don't need a catcher. Uh, a catcher with a bat to win because we've won with Yachty for years and he has not had a great bat his whole entire career. Um, and it's just an added upgrade for us. We just need to get more pieces until we're spick and span. Well, it's protection for Goldie and Arenado. Absolutely. And anybody else in the lineup. That's, that's the big plus with Contreras as an offensive weapon. So yeah, Yachty didn't do much offensively. That's why the bat's going to be a bonus. Um, I see here for a comment from a listener, Contreras can do no wrong in my eyes ever at this point. So, I mean, I have a scenario in which Contreras does wrong, and I'm sure this guy would agree with me that, that that's a wrong. But he's high on Contreras right now. I'm going to let him go and not pick on him too much. But my biggest other concern is how is Contreras going to handle the pitching staff? We've heard this for multiple years. He's not the best catcher at handling the pitching staff. Uh, the team report is not always 100%. But if you talk to the fans, you talk to the writers, he is – he's – he seems to me like he's an actual fan of the game and he wants to do good for the game. So I'm, I'm just going to hope that he shows up and does everything I've heard he can do and will do. And we'll hope for the best over the next few years. Absolutely. Yep. I think he, I think he was a good pickup. Still think. Yeah. I, I like him. I like the pickup. 
Uh, I, I'm happy we didn't give up an arm and leg for Sean Murphy, even though he signed for a great deal. Oh my gosh, a great deal. But <laughs> but what the A's were asking for was ridiculous. But what they ended up getting was nothing. Right, right. Just but they, they were asking the they were. They were asking the Cardinals for so much more than what they got from the Braves. I just don't get it. Because Mo got scared and he was worried about Contreras coming off the board and not getting Sean Murphy. He went ahead and went and got Contreras. Uh, if they would have just waited until after winter meetings, they could have gotten Sean Murphy for way less. And Mo just right. lost the game of chicken. That's what it is. Right. And, like, Sean Murphy would have been a better pick overall. But Packers can't be choosing. I'm happy no. with it. I'm happy I'll, with the catcher position. We had a, we had an upgrade need. We got that upgrade need. At the plate, we sure did. Yeah. Um, so the Ye old Guys channel, Yachty was the face and personality of the team. Nolan Goldie don't hit me with the same field presence as Molina. Um, on this comment, here's what I'll say. I would 100% agree with the first sentence. Yachty was the face and the personality of the team. He had the fiery passion. Whether he was in the game or in the dugout, he was there. Nolan... I think could be that fiery passion from what I've seen from him last year, um, just defensively and when he's at the plate. Goldie is such a more relaxed, calming presence. I think those two are going to complement each other really, really well for the next couple of years. And they're going to balance out. Hopefully they'll step up and be the leadership of the team. Wayno's still there, though. I mean, Wayno's going to be, you know, Pepaw to a lot of the players because he's going to be twice as old as some of them. But – I think I think we're okay there, um, especially if Contreras steps in, falls in line, and doesn't try to take a superior leadership role, but more as like an assistant, is what I guess I would categorize him as. But we'll see what happens there. I can see Nolan taking up the mantle. That man's the best, best third baseman in baseball, best defensive in the top discussion of all time defensively, oh, without absolutely. a question, and. I, I, I see that presence happening on the field, uh, 100%. Uh, so since we're kind of in talking about roster, um, I think it would be a natural movement to go over and talk about young guns, prospects, of spring training real quick. Um, so I'm going to remove the obvious guy from the conversation. Walker? So yeah, we're just going to remove right. him. We, we can't pick him, okay? So we all know Jordan Walker is going to get as many of his bats as they can get possibly give him. They're going to give as many innings in the field as they can give him because they want him on the opening day roster. So, rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, baby. We're rookie of the year uh, and maybe a couple other titles uh, or records there. But so I want you to tell me who you're looking for most to as a prospect to make the opening day roster. Oh, to make the opening day roster? Who do you want? Who do you want it to be? Okay, so when is not ready. When's not ready. Not at all. Nice, but no. Yeah, he's he's got like two or three more years. Um, I'd probably say, is it Moises? Moses? Moises. I think it's uh, Mo- Moises. Moises. Yes, Moises. Yes. Uh, that man. Oh, we can call him Moses. Bro, that man. That man. That man rakes. That man rakes. Um, we'd just be strictly using him for DH. <laughs> Borman would be out of a job. Huh? Borman would be out of a job. Oh, if he rakes the way that he raked in AAA last season, uh, Noel, Noel Gorman has a tough job, or we might 
consider trading him at that point. But uh, Moises, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to call him Moses. Moses, um, if Moses plays just a fraction of how he did, he's going to give you 30-plus home runs his rookie season. Because he had like forty last season, and is that correct? Like, I, I think it was a couple more than forty. I think. Oh, see, yeah, no, the man, the man ranks. Um, and then, ah, oh, shoot. Now you get one. Oh, yeah, you Moses. Steal my. We can Moses. Go, we, let me get my Moses. Right. Moses. All right, I want Gordon Graceffo. Graceffo. I want Graceffo. I want it, man. By the end of the, the season last year, he was throwing up into 100 miles an hour. He, apparently, he's got nasty, sick stuff that plays. He's got movement on his pitches. He has control. I didn't know this because I read an article uh, yesterday or earlier today. So, last year during spring training, when one of the games got moved, they had Goldie, Nolan, uh, Albert, Yachty, and Tyler O'Neill and somebody else go. And Graceppo was the one who pitched to him. Graceppo had two good knocks against him. A home run that was about 450 feet by Nolan Arenado, and then hit a ground rule double. Other than that, they say the guys who were watching reported that our veteran big bats were walking away from the plate shaking their head because his stuff is good. He has, um, mo- he has movement at 100 miles per hour? Yeah. <sighs> He's got strikeout stuff. Um, he's put on like 20 pounds this offseason. He's jacked up a little bit. Uh, they, he's doing everything the Cardinals asked him to do. Uh, he's who I want to see come up and, and be a dominant forward. Maybe not dominant, but have a really good rookie year and solidify our rotation if possible. I don't think he will be a rotation guy, but I could totally see him be coming out of the bullpen and being that sixth or seventh inning guy. Oh, his first year, uh, he won't be starting. Like, I didn't want uh, Libertor starting uh, because – because being a rookie pitcher is the hardest thing to do because you have to really adjust to um, to the big league batters. And I, I have a hard time giving – like, you have to give him grace for that. But I think Libertor should have been a uh, bullpen guy. And then Graceffa, like you said, should start off in the bullpen just like Uncle Charlie did. I think that's the best move for him, but that's that's who I want to see. I want to see Gomez called up about halfway through the season. I want to see him go hit 20 home runs in the first half of the season, let him get reacclimated, see some more of the development of pitchers in AAA, and then see him come up and rank for another 20 home runs in the second half of the season. Didn't did he hit? Did, didn't he play uh, AAA all season? I think so. Moise, Moses? Moises. 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 I'm never going to get that right. <laughs> Moises. Oh, yeah. I'll just call him Gomez. Uh, so that, that's, that's my, those, that, those are the two guys actually I had on top of my mind. So I'm glad you took one and I took the other. Uh, anybody else you're looking for as a prospect to come up and either make the opening day roster or be fighting for an opening day spot and, and see earlier midway through the season? Nothing. <laughs> I guess Libertor counts. Okay. Um, I... I want to see him get another chance. He, he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't have gas. He has. Con, he he's a he's a pinpoint like at, uh, Adam Wainwright. He likes to. He needs to pinpoint. Con, focus on his control a lot better. 
Um, but I like him personally. I, I he pitched very well against the the Pirates last season. Granted, Pirates, but it's still a big league ball club, and um, I have not given up on him completely yet. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a huge I'm a huge fan when it comes down to pitching pitching rookies because they just struggle typically. Fair enough. It's a tough job. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Libertor get another chance. I want to see some progress, though. Even if he's not perfect oh, yeah. this year or he's not what Tampa Bay sold him as, um, I need to see some different progress. Uh, I'm hoping he fills out a little bit because, I mean, I mean, I was a pitcher growing up. Nothing past, high, like, freshman year of high school. So, I'm not trying to say I know everything about pitchers. But I've been watching baseball long enough to know what a pitcher's supposed to look like. He just looks awkward in his delivery. Could be because he's a lefty, and I always think that lefties look awkward, but he looks especially awkward. And I don't know if he's, he's taller than what I think he is, and he's a little more lengthy, and he just hasn't kind of grown into his body yet. So that's why his delivery looks off. But hopefully he fills out his body and he gets everything right because supposedly he's supposed to be really, really good. And we know there are pitchers out there who don't get – they don't figure it out until they're 26 or 27. Right. He's a young kid. I mean, right. he grew up with Gore. They were buddies growing up. They played together growing up. So – and I haven't given up on Gorman either. Would you trade Gorman or Donovan first? Uh, damn it. Uh, Gorman. <laughs> I trade Gorman all day long and I keep Donovan. Oh, I'm keeping Donovan. I'm keep, but I do like Gorman, though. I'm, I bet Donovan, Donovan's glove is so good. And then he, his plate presence is impeccable. For he can, young player. Oh my gosh. Like he looks like he rarely strikes out. He sees the ball so well. That German kid can see it. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. You know, I would love to see Tink Hens come up, but I think it's another year away for him. He's not he's not ready. I don't think anybody else is really ready quite yet, no. personally. But I mean when they do call ups at the end of the year, I mean Go ahead. Let's, especially if we're not in a playoff spot, call them all up. Tell all the vets to take the rest of the season off. Call up all the young kids and let's see what happens. Right. Yeah, let them play the last three or four series with just triple A team and just see how they hold up. Get some experience. Right. But I don't think that's going to be a possibility for our team this year. So I'm pretty sure we're going to be a clear cut Central Division winner. Oh, Alex is here. Let's check this out. Hello? Alex. Hey, man. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, I thought I thought we were starting at eight thirty. I'm. I'll sorry. be right back. You're good, Jordan. It's all right, Alex. No big deal, man. It happens. I figured maybe you got a little busy or something came up. Um, how you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Well, guys, um, we're gonna welcome Alex to the show. Alex, I'm gonna give you a couple minutes here to uh, right. or a minute, whatever you need. Do a little intro. Tell us about yourself. Say right. your last name for us again so I can pronounce it correctly. Okay. I don't want to mess it up. Sure. Uh, but I'm going to give you the floor for a minute. Okay. Um, well, hi, guys. My name is Alex Nyer. Um, I've been a Cardinals and Blues fan pretty much all my life. active in the uh, St. Louis sports scenes on social media. Um, I follow the teams pretty closely. 
uh, and my name's Alex Nyer. I don't know if I said that. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to get on here. Well, we're happy to have Hello, you. Alex. Hi, Jordan. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. For everybody who doesn't know, um, this is Jordan and Alex, first time together on a podcast. Like, yeah. Partners. Right. So, um, Brand Alex, new. I'll get you in on this real quick since we were just talking about prospects that we're excited about. We've covered Graceffo. We covered Gomez. Mm -hmm. um, is there any prospects out there that you're excited about other than those two guys? Um, I don't know if you guys brought up Teen Kent's, but I don't think he's not going to be up for a couple seasons till after that. But I, uh, I am excited about him. Um, were you saying that uh, Matthew Libertor, were you still counting him as a prospect? Because he didn't really – I yeah, I actually might have posted about him today. I think that whenever he came up, I think they were kind of asking him to do more than he – like they were asking him to do more than he was ready for because Flaherty was injured and all that. So I, I'm hoping and excited for him to get a new opportunity because he's only 23 and he's nice and young. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about him too. Um, but yeah, I, all those guys that you mentioned, I'm, I'm excited about. And I, I think Libertor, uh he deserves a second chance because I think he's kind of getting written off a little bit. I haven't heard the fan base really talking about him that much. And I, I just thought in my head, like he was top three in the Cardinal system last year. And just because he had about a, you know, a month or so where he was bad, it just seems like everybody's ready to write him off. Well, if you and Jordan agree on that, that's nice to hear. And then you and I agree <laughs> on Tink Pence. We're both excited for him, uh -huh. but we don't think he's quite ready. So, you mm -hmm. fell right in line there. Nice pickup, Alex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we kind of already covered World Baseball Classic, uh, mm -hmm. talking about players and everything there. Um, I don't really want to backtrack because we are a little bit tight on time. We don't want to run too long. So we're just going to keep carrying on. Uh, definitely keep you in line, though, here. So I guess we can talk about – well, before we get to the big debate, which I, I'm interested to see this go three-way debate. To see oh, I, <laughs> oh, man. No, I know what's um, I know the question. Setting us up. So <laughs> before we get to that, let's talk about a different too. prospect, a trade opportunity out there. Um, the Marlins are basically put today on the table that everybody is available except for Alcantara. Oh, what a um, surprise. I want Pablo <laughs> Lopez. I, I know he's not a number one, but he definitely is gonna help the rotation, solidify it. I know he had a he's he kind of tailed off there in the second half of the season last year. But if you look at his stats, he went 220-plus innings. He'd only ever gone 180 innings before. He probably just got tired. The arm got tired. And when a pitcher does that, they typically come back the next season, and they're better in that long stretch. Hmm. So I would, I would, I'd be happy to trade Gorman away for Pablo Lopez. Um, I would even trade Gorman and Burleson. Um, hmm. I would trade Gorlin, Gorman, Burleson, and DeYoung. Uh, yeah. No, no, DeYoung, DeYoung. Yeah, DeYoung, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> What do you guys think? Any of the pictures from the Marlins good for you? You go first, Alex. Um, see, for me, I, I think Pablo – I would be interested in Pablo Lopez, uh, but I don't think I'd want to trade – well, I should be redundant on this because the Marlins are obviously going to ask for top prospects, whoever's going to trade him. But <sighs> – Pablo Lopez, I think he'd be a good pickup, but I I don't see him as I, – I don't think he would be 
say he would probably be a top two pitcher in the rotation, which they kind of already have two or three guys, in my opinion, in the rotation that are twos. I don't think he'd be a clear cut number one, but that's just my opinion. Do you guys have thoughts on that take? <laughs> I think three number twos is better than a four than a mm. one through five. I I could drop a four and a five and have a one and three number twos and a three. <laughs> that that is very true. Uh, I I just think it'd be beneficial to have uh, a clear cut number one, and I'd be fine with the twos the way the rotation is, so you wouldn't have to give up any any more of those prospects that you want. But that's just my take on it. Fair enough. You're you're entitled to have your own opinion on this show. I don't disagree with that. That's just what I would do. <laughs> well, you may get beaten and berated for your own opinion, but you're allowed to have it. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Jordan, what do you think? Uh, I would like Alcantara back. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that's it. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I would like I would like Pablo Lopez back. Uh, not back on the. I wouldn't mind him uh, being a Cardinal. Uh, that'd be an upgrade for our pitching staff for sure, though. A hundred percent. Like. I just I have no confidence for this pitching staff. Granted, our pitchers are not built to strike out people because of our defense being so elite, and that's why Jose Quintana balled out like he did, and that's why Monty balled out like he did is because those two guys are both ground ball guys, and our defense is just too good for that. Um, but – we do need to get some strikeouts and Pablo Lopez out of all the starters that we've had last year, um, pretty much out them in that realm. But yeah, no, I do agree. That was the first time that he ever actually went to um, uh, play that long uh, in that many games. Uh, I will also like to add though, uh, sadly, uh, Adam had a good, 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 uh, suggestion in the uh comments down there birdie wouldn't be bad um uh, that'd be an upgrade in the shortstop position because my hardcore love for paul DeYoung is impeccable and i will cry if we got rid of him um but having purdy uh birdie i'd be like you know what he might be better than Paul DeYoung. So you might know what? We got to upgrade in that position. Uh, but no, John Bert, uh, Birdie would be great, mainly for the stolen bases because the man led the league in stolen bases last year. And with the bigger bags implemented, eh, maybe that will make a difference. But then also when it comes down to um, his bat, it's anything's better than Paul DeYoung. I would, yeah, so um, – out of those, I would probably pick those two guys. Jazz Chisholm, I probably wouldn't because we have our second baseman. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You wouldn't take Jazz if the opportunity came up? He's a second baseman, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. I like Tommy. Okay. I, I think I would trade for Jazz because then Tommy or uh, – Donovan could play somewhere else. If you ah, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm thinking too. Because there, there's a bunch of utility too small. With those guys. <laughs> you know what? You yeah. are right. Because Tommy can literally play anywhere and Donovan yeah. can play mm-hmm. anywhere. Shortstop is anywhere. You know what? That's a good point. And he also has swag out the ass too. So, um, yeah. No, no. I think 
Yeah, you guys changed my mind really fast. That was good. I was gonna say, Alex, you took the words out of my mouth. I was thinking, put Jack for a second, Tommy it short. Mm-hmm. And then let Donovan go rotate through the outfield or find a home in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And then we can trade away O'Neal or Carlson. Mm-hmm. Um, or you really don't like O'Neal. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. You really want to get rid of O'Neal. <laughs> no, I love O'Neal. I really do. Um, I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He just can't stay healthy. And, and you'll learn this about me. If you cannot be available, I don't need you. I need guys who are available 130-plus games a year. I injuries do happen, but when you're hurt year after year after year, I get tired of it. It's time mm-hmm. to move on. I love O'Neal. I want nothing but the best for him. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, the girls in St. Louis love him because uh, he's just daddy. Yeah, <laughs> um, he got the tattoos, but uh, I, I would take Jazz. I would take Jazz and, and mm-hmm. find a way to to make it work. That's that that speed on the base pass would help. The defense is pretty good. Uh, and yeah, like you said, he's got some swag. So I would take Jazz, and I would take Pablo Lopez from the Mar- from the Marlins, and I would give mm-hmm. a lot of things up for those two. <laughs> would, would Would you consider Birdie? Um, I probably would. I just he's I don't a utility know guy. Much about yeah. him. I mean, I know his highlights, but I don't know much as much about him as a player. To to go in and make that investment, that's something I'm going to have to look into. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He's uh, he he wouldn't be as expensive. Hmm. He'd be cheap. I know that. He'd, he'd be he'd be a lot cheaper, and he's all, and I he can ball. Uh, uh, I could add one more thing to that. Uh, that trade for Jazz would even make more sense if you included an O'Neill because Donovan he's played. I think he played some games in left field last year. I don't know how many he played, but it wasn't. I mean, he was. It's not his most elite position, but I think he could be serviceable out there. So it could make more sense to include O'Neill and some like that too, if you wanted to get rid of him. That's just an extra thing to add on top of that. I believe Donovan played every position except for pitcher and catcher at some point last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I awesome. think so. Yeah, and there was that a is incredible. He he was ready to get behind the plate and catch. I, I bet you you do good. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little tiny, little small guy. I don't, I don't. Know. Yeah, but <laughs> like, like, like the thing, the thing with Donovan is that he played every single position last year, extremely well. He wore a gold glove. Oh my god! Like he's he's a he's a little leaguer playing MLB, just like how Shohei Otani <laughs> is. Because Shohei Otani's uh, the best player, but the best player in your little league team is typically the pitcher, mm-hmm. and so. He's the best player, but then you also have Donovan, who can literally play anywhere. He's the coach's son. He sees a weakness. That coach's son's playing in that position. And so I I think he could have done it. <laughs> Except pitching. Absolutely not. I don't know. You know. Hmm. Um, so, Alex, before we get – you know what? Let's just do it. All right. Well, Alex, I know you you messaged me today. You want to talk about something? We're gonna come up, and come back to that, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been teasing this long enough. Big story last week broke. Trevor Bauer gets reinstated. His suspension gets cut, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers have to pay him twenty two million dollars this year of his salary. Absolutely, the he hot does. Topic, there's a big hot topic around Bauer because of everything he went through. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna get into the details of the story. I'm not here to do that. I'm not. No, not my business. But the question at hand is, if you could get him for league minimum or whatever you want to give him, do you go after it? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. No, question. Right, no, question. Okay. no question. No yes. question. No question. Without, I'll, I'll without. Go first, and then I'll we'll give him every out. anything he wants. <laughs> anything. Uh, I'm, I'm a little. I'm holding back a little bit on uh, that. Um, so I, I, I was preparing for notes when I was at work actually, and I, I put specifically in here. There's two different ways I'm going to look at this, from a strictly baseball perspective of like talent wise and how it would. Uh, help the team and for like the Cardinals perspective on who they would want to give in the clubhouse and like the chemistry and stuff from a per a pure baseball perspective and talent wise, absolutely. It would make total sense because he's going to make league minimum. He's, he's easily going to be right up there with flat uh, Flaherty in the rotation. Um, that contract he signed with the Dodgers at 22 and a half million when he's not even going to play for them. That, that says a lot of just like, the kind of contract he had and what kind of pitcher he was. So getting that type of talent for the league minimum, uh, yeah, I, I would I would definitely go after him for there. But from the Cardinals' perspective, I don't think there's really any chance that they go after him just because they – you guys know the Cardinal way. They want chemistry in the clubhouse, play the game the right way. They don't like a lot of off-field distractions like that. They want to keep everything – close and you know PR perspective they like to keep everything positive I think from that standpoint just from the Cardinals what they would think of it I don't think they would pursue them but that's just my opinion but if, if I were the GM I would do it Fair enough, Jordan. Um, basically everything he said uh, Cardinals won't do it sadly uh, I just think they're scared. Um, I don't. I don't find anything wrong with signing him. Uh, it would be nothing but improvement for our uh, pitching rotation, uh, and especially if we were to give him the league minimum, or if we were to give him a couple million dollars. I say we do it. Give him a one year or two year with an opt out, and uh, depending on how well he does, we'll just go from there. We could be the starting point. I'm down for it. Get him. And then if we uh, win or go deep into the playoffs, it would change his mind on how well uh, ran this team is. Because I don't honestly think that he's much of a uh, uh, basket case. Because uh, as much as what people are saying he is, I just think that he's really good and he's really passionate. And if you're not doing your job, he gets mad about it which that's what happened with Nolan when he was in Colorado. People started calling him a, a punk because he was screaming at his teammates, arguing with them because they weren't doing their job. What if that was just the case with him? He, he's a Cy Young winner, balls out. I I say go for it personally. Hmm. All right. So – being the diehard Cardinal fan that I am and understanding the organization in the city, I, 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 I agree the Cardinals aren't going to do this. No. Um, no. If they took a flyer on it, it would have to be a one-year deal, league minimum, no extras, mm -hmm. no incentives. It's bare bones, 750000 or whatever the league minimum is. That's what you get. Um, my problem with him is, and this is outside of his legal issues that have been um, – Evacuated or whatever you want to call it. Debunked. I don't know if they're bunked completely, but they they weren't they weren't pursued. Let's put it that way. Um, from what I've read about from other players about him or statements that I've heard reported, players don't like him. 
uh, coaches don't like it. Mm-hmm. So that to me, I don't think there's enough talent on the Cardinals to get around a locker room cancer. I think the locker room has to be cohesive. Things have to work together. The guys need to like each other. They're, they're going to be – got to think. It's a 162-game season. You're on the road for what, three and a half months together total? Almost four? I mean, that you can't be having dissension mm-hmm. in the locker room and in the clubhouse. And that would be something where if he were to come on board, Nolan, Wayno, Goldie, and even Contreras – to a certain extent, we'd have to sit down with him and go, you're going to play baseball, you're going to keep your mouth shut, and we don't want to hear anything about your past. We want to see you prove that they don't, that you're not the person they say you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what it would have to take. And it's not like it's probably ever going to get there, but I just don't see it happening because of the culture of the city. This is a baseball city. This fans love mm-hmm. baseball. This organization is very proud about being very traditional, um, and they're very, very set in their ways. Athletically, I agree with you guys. He would be a fantastic piece to add to the rotation, solidifying the rotation, helping the team be better. But there is a point where baggage outweighs mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. especially with the extra other baggage he has on top of it. Um, I think if he was that good of a player and he, and he wasn't as bad of a rock, locker room cancer outside of the negative publicity that he's going to receive, I don't think the Dodgers would cut him loose. The Dodgers want to win. They spend tons and tons of money every year on their payroll. They actually need another pitcher right now to an extent. Why would you cut Trevor Bauer loose unless there's something there that says you just can't be here? It's going to be too too much negative. The, the positives won't outweigh the negative. So, and I don't like the Dodgers. But I would trust them in this sense that if they're saying we can't have you on the team, then I don't want him on my team either. Uh, can I go back to something Jordan said real quick a minute ago? Yeah, oh, you can go uh, back. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was interesting how you brought up the comparison of how Nolan and Trevor and how they kind of showed their emotions and stuff. But I, I like when Nolan was in Colorado that you brought up. But I think one of the distinct differences there is that I feel that when Nolan was showing his emotions in Colorado, I feel like that was more – based on showing that he was frustrated with not being able to win. Whereas with Bauer, it seems it's more he's focused on doing those antics just because to show his frustration and not putting the team first, you know, like, have you seen that clip where he like threw the ball over the wall because <laughs> he got taken out and oh, he's doing his Adam dances would, off Adam the mound at Kauffman Stadium. I, I, I don't know. I just think like one of the differences between Nolan is he was doing it just out of frustration because he's a, a winning ball player and he has that drive where I think Bauer was more just showing his frustration just because he can't control his emotions. But that's just me. <laughs> but but also when it comes down to Bauer, he was really young then, wasn't he? Wasn't he in like his like uh, early stages of his career? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I, I simply think asking. He, yeah, I think it was like maybe two or three years in. I, I don't remember the exact year. I just remember seeing it. I don't remember exactly. Uh, I will say that was a hell of a throw that he had. That was very impressive. He didn't even he didn't even crow hop. He just yeah, threw he it. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. but yes, yes. That that was that's not a good look whatsoever. But when he went to Cincinnati 
the man was balling out. He, mm-hmm. the thing, the thing with the thing with Bauer, I think people have a hard time with is that he's a pitcher that likes to um, do uh, do emotes while he's pitching. Like he does, likes to do the sword thing. He likes to do, yeah. um, he likes to do like the drinking one. Love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I feel like people get annoyed that he does that and pers- uh, thinks of that as cocky. I think I think of that as having fun while playing the game. He's not doing anything cocky. He's not like yelling at the guy, telling him he sucks and all that. Like. Um, I, I personally, I personally don't think that his character. Obviously, I'm just seeing it from a, <laughs> from a regular civilian non-baseball player. Mm-hmm. I see nothing wrong with it from the TV standpoint, but and also from his YouTube page because I follow him, mm-hmm. and um, I, 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 I truthfully, truthfully think that he wouldn't be a bad pickup as what people think he is going to be when it comes down to picking him up. Right. Yeah, I I don't think he would be a a big pickup either. And honestly, I I don't have a problem when he does those things off the mound. I'm just talking about if it would ever get to the point where like he goes farther than that, where it's like throwing the ball or he just does something like farther than I I don't care about being like out of like, you know, showing your character on the mound. I'm all for it. I'm just saying saying if it would ever get to the point where it, it got something to where it was distracting to the team or you know, just something like that, which I don't think it would be, but it's just something to monitor, you know, but overall, I, I don't mind what he does. I like it when he shows his character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm on the same page as you. Cardinal sign him. Cardinal sign him. All right. <laughs> Got a vote for a, si- a sign, Alex. Do you think he'll get signed by the Cardinals? No, no. So two knows will be not. <laughs> he won't. He won't get signed by the should Cardinals. They, I just they, want yes, him to. but will yes. they? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. So Alex messaged me today and brought up a very interesting topic. Um, and and we were coming on about four hours later after other news broke and, and pertinent to this topic, but it still could happen. So. I definitely want to go over it. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex messaged me about the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. with Trevor Story going down with Tommy John surgery. Could that be a landing spot so we can get Paul DeYoung off the roster? Hell yeah. Get rid of that money. Mm-hmm. And what can we get back? So since, Alex, you want to talk about this, I'm going to let you take lead on this. Okay. And, um, you know, we'll follow you. All right. Um, well, I think, I think if – because obviously the Red Sox, I don't think they're going to be dumb enough to just straight up take Paul DeYoung off of our hands without some kind of ad, uh, addition to the deal. Like it would probably have to be like some money retained or something on it or some kind of lower level prospect that may have some upside of some sort to get him off the team. Uh, because uh, there's all there's also uh, still a few shortstops on the free agent market that are still available. Like they could sign, uh, I think, Jose Iglesias is still out there. <laughs> He's under $10 million uh, and stuff like that. So the Red Sox could uh, definitely pivot if they don't want to take on uh, the one. Does Paul DeYoung have, isn't it one year left? I believe so. One I year left. It was two. 
He's he's um, guaranteed eighteen mil for two years. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. If I, not, if, let, let me look it up real quick. Hang on. Because if it's two years, then that changes a lot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, obviously it's up to them what they want to do. But I, I think if the Cardinals want to get them off their hands, they're definitely going to have to either like retain some of that salary or add add something else to it, or otherwise the Red Sox will just go to the free agent market. <laughs> So you you said the name I didn't want you to say about the offense <laughs> I was picking up. I am secret, not secretly. I've been saying Jose Iglesias to the Cardinals forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could be the late pickup that we get for shortstop and then move Edmund back over to second. Hmm. Um, and then we can play Donovan wherever we need to play Donovan because he's just too good to not have in the lineup. Yeah. But here's the other thing to think about. If, if maybe switching leagues helps Paul DeYoung, maybe going to Boston – Helps Paul DeYoung, give him a fresh start, different ballpark to hit him. Um, that could be a flyer Boston's willing to take, especially if we take it's just some low-level prospect off of their hands. Um, mm-hmm. It's two years. He's great defensively. None of us can shake that. We, we all agree he's great defensively. Yeah, right? yeah, he's good defensively. I mean, what, they, what, what, and what do they need? They need defense. I mean, they need offense and defense, but they desperately need defense. And if they really move Kiki Hernandez, their gold glove center fielder, to the infield, they just made their outfield even worse. And they really can't afford to do that either. So you can keep Kiki out there in center, use the uh, the projected center fielder. I don't even know his name because I never heard of him. Um, <laughs> Bobby Dahlbeck, right? No, it's um, Drury. Right field. Dan- Danby or Drury or something uh, like that. Starts with a D. Oh, is it uh, Jaron Duran? There you go, Duran. That's what it is. Yeah. My apologies. Um but they can move Kiki Hernandez back out in the center field to have Paul mm-hmm. DeYoung play short. That would really solidify the middle of their infield and help them out mm-hmm. uh, against ground balls and turn double plays and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and who knows? Maybe he comes back and he hits better in Boston. You know, maybe he does better against the, the pitchers in that division. I'm not saying it, it's going to happen, but I think it would be a really, really good move for Boston and for St. Louis to make that deal however it gets done mm-hmm. and – get Paul DeYoung a fresh start because he's proven that he has the ability to play the game. He does not do it in St. Louis anymore. I think he's a head case and he needs to get out of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But he is a great defensive player and they need defense. Yeah. Uh, he's under contract. Uh, he's a free agent in 2026. Oh my. Really? <laughs> wow. Oh, that oh, changes well, things. <laughs> uh, which means wow. he is uh, guaranteed uh, well, oh, actually, Boy. all right. So, so he has nine. He has nine million dollars coming in this year, mm-hmm. and then uh, he has a club option, twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. There you go. Okay, so that makes it work. Yeah, right now. Yep. Right. I didn't. I didn't read all of it. My, my apologies. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I have a club option. That shit's getting declined. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But unless unless we keep seeing those reports where Mo saying Paul DeYoung is getting better. No, he's not. He. I'm tired I mean, of it. What do you expect him to say? He's not gonna be like you know. Well, well, he just up and at the begin at the beginning of off season, straight up just spat in Kisner's face by saying yeah. catchers are first priority. We need a catcher. And I was like, yeah, damn. That is true. <laughs> so he had to say that for the sake of the fans. And, again, to keep Paul DeYoung's trade value somewhat stable, he's got to say Paul's coming back and he, he's picking up and getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you go out and you trash the guy, what 
what other GMs gonna want to trade you for him? You know what? I'd that's a good point. Him. That's why. That's why I'm not a GM. I'll just be too honest. I'll be like, Paul DeYoung sucks. I'll <laughs> trade. You get. You. Get, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give me a bag of baseballs. <laughs> Give me a bag of baseballs, or call up the Houston Astros and ask for those trash cans. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll burn them. We'll burn them right in the middle of the field. Uh, I'll trade you scraps but, off the road for Paul DeYoung. <laughs> but but uh, what I would want from uh, from Boston, um, we'd probably we'd probably have to give a supplement some sort of cash uh, mm-hmm. for this trade to go through, and then probably add Burleson to it. But why not? Again, why not? Try for uh, Chris Sale. No. Mm. Why not? That goes back. That goes back. Why to not? The availability thing. Availability. The, yeah, the, the his last his last injury was not even his fault. It was just luck. Well, unluck. Unlucky. He was just unlucky. <laughs> he got hit with a line drive right in the hand. What are you supposed to do about his, that? And then during <laughs> his rehab, didn't he? And when he was with Pawtucket, like punch. Punches locker. Break it or something? He punches that, locker, I think. You know what? He's passionate. <laughs> passionate but he is passionate. So far, okay. All right. All right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the I'm still I'm staying with the Chris Dale talk because I honestly wouldn't mind because why not? Why not? And I'm standing my ground, dang it. Um, but when it comes down to anybody else, we probably just need to get like some sort of prospect from it. Would have been nice to get Jeter Downs because I'm a huge fan of that man. They threw him um, I I feel like they treated him poorly. Mm-hmm. First year in the league, DFA. That's kind of yeah. rude. Um, I feel like we could have got him out of it if he was still available, but now he's not. We can just sign him. That's true. Yeah. If we really want to, we can just sign him. Right, but there's really nothing I really want from Boston. I'd take one of those left-handed relievers. Um, Josh, uh, see, because I had to go on my phone. I can't pull up all my notes. Oh, um, Schreiber? 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 Might have been that. Schreiber? He's a lefty. He's a I think he's a lefty. Schreiber? Is that his I don't name? know. Let's pull up Boston's. Uh, you know what? Hold on, I might be able to do that real quick. If I don't kill the screen. No, that ain't gonna work. I'm gonna kill the screen. We're not gonna do that. But uh I'm looking it up right now. I got you. They got Kinley Hansen though. Uh Jansen though. Yeah, they oh, do. Yeah. yeah, we could have got it'll ever matter when he gets into a game because they're gonna be so horribly bad. <laughs> um hang on. Uh, Schreiber is a John Schreiber's a righty. No, this guy's left handed. Uh, is it Jolie Rodriguez? There you go. Jolie oh, yeah. Josh Taylor is a lefty. Those are only two lefties. It was Taylor or Rodriguez. It didn't matter. It was both. I would take either one of those guys. Yeah. It's a lefty to put in the bullpen as needed. Triple A when you want, don't want him there. And then when injury happens, you pull him up to fill innings. So he's our Jojo Romero. Bingo. Hmm. To get rid of Paul DeYoung? Fine. Hey, anything. I'll take whatever, yeah. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're quite big enough for that yet. <laughs> I, mean, I would like us to be, but, um, you know. His mom will tweet at us. 
<laughs> hey, Paul, just skip 45 through 55. Uh, so what else? Did, is it, did, I, did we just cover the whole menu? Or am I missing anything? I think we got everything. All right. Well, I've still got a little bit of battery left. Are there any? Do we want to do like extra innings real quick? There, I can't really think of a topic because the Cardinals are just so quiet right now. They are super quiet. I wish they'd they do are. something, man. Just go summon somebody or go make a trade. Okay, so Jose Iglesias, mm-hmm. if we picked him up, how, how would you feel about that? Oh, no one would love it. Family right there, baby. Um, but I defensively and actually towards the end of the year, that man was balling out mm-hmm. uh, behind uh, – in the batter's box. So, I mean, for cheap, why not? Uh, and defensively, he's good. He's come from a good uh, lineage, uh, as you can see. So, I mean, I, I would go for it. Sign him for like a maybe like a $5 million for two years. Should I do one year eight with an option for year two? I agree with that. Yep. Yep. That's good. I would do that in a heartbeat. Me too. I mean, in a heartbeat, I'd do that. Let's see here. What else are we looking forward to? Because I don't think I've ever kept an episode under an hour before. So I feel kind of awkward. <laughs> the, the first episode the that we had was like an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> seventh, seventh inning is always a little bit longer. Uh, um, seventh inning is fun. Seventh inning is a blast, especially when we get everybody on. Oh, mm-hmm. big round table. It's so much fun. Look, we're promoting our other show while we're in our Cardinal show. So while we're doing that, um, let's thank our sponsors real quick because we haven't done that yet. Um, so Row One Brand has been with us since the beginning. So make sure you guys go to Row One Brand. Uh, check them out. They are super fantastic. All kinds of classic sporting apparel that's not licensed. So it's from in, in, uh, individual artists and whatnot, independent artists. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and then we got a code BSN15. Anything out of the art gallery, get your 15% off the art gallery. Uh, then you got In The Clutch, which is an apparel company that sponsors us. Super cool shirts. Uh, they came out with one that uh, Logan won last year. It was, a, it was a solo shirt he wanted to get. And then a Trey Turner shirt he wanted to get. I found a Yachty shirt I wanted. Um, it's on my list to go buy. But basically anything you want from them, you can find it specified to the player, not just the team you like. Um, then we have, for the St. Louis show, we have a sponsor that's local to St. Louis. It's a bakery. It's Triple A's Treats. Uh, go to her Facebook page. Anything you need, custom cakes, cake pops, cookies, Rice Krispie treats, uh, chocolate dipped fruits. Trust me, they're all delicious. I've got to sample basically everything she's got, and she does all kinds of novelty uh, decorations. I mean, I've seen stuff from 21st birthday parties to bachelorette parties to weddings to quinceañeras. I mean, everything across the board. She's done it all. If she hasn't done it, you give her a picture, she'll figure it out. Her name's Artie. She's fantastic. Uh, that's triple a's treats go visit the the uh, facebook page for her let her know that we sent you in she'll give you 10 percent off your order um and then we got bet us who just picked us up they're our newest sponsor so make sure you go to betus.com uh when you sign up put in uh variety underscore sports underscore that lets them know that we sent you in and if you're a you're a betting person and you or you live in a state where you can bet um, make sure you get onto that and go to bet us. It's a fantastic site, great people to work with, pay you out quick, lots of great options. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, row one in the clutch. Hold on, I can check this real quick. 
Oh, I used to be able to check this real quick. They don't change something. Hmm. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a big one. Oh, Bonfire is our, our uh, apparel store. So if you guys want to get some uh, Birds in the Batch, Seven Things Stretch, Talking to Gridiron, we got hats, we got T-shirts, coffee mugs, all kinds of stuff. So you two new guys, if you didn't know that, you can go on and get your own apparel for the sh- for the show, wear it out there. Um, that's actually some really cool stuff. We do all the artwork ourselves, upload it, and it print it out. They get you your orders pretty quick. But yeah, I think I've got everybody else covered, and I don't I haven't covered sponsors in quite some time because we do it digitally now. So, questions, comments, concerns, gentlemen. Last takes. Uh, I would just advise Paul DeYoung to skip 45 through 55 of the podcast. Um, but other than that, no, I don't have anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with the uh, whole Paul DeYoung thing, skipping a little bit portion of the, of the cast. Uh, I really need to work on being less opinionated, but no, that is that 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 hits me right right in the heart, man. <laughs> but uh, there's yeah, I got nothing else. All right, so um, Alex, how about you share your Twitter handle? Because um, I know you do a lot on Twitter and you share a lot of posts and everything. Mm-hmm. So how about you share your Twitter handle so people can give you a follow? All right, um, so my Twitter handle uh, is bluesdeek12. Um, I cover the blue or I don't cover it, but I talk about the blues and the Cardinals over there and that the blues was just the handle I decided to go with. So that's mine over there. Nothing wrong with that. And then you're also going to be on the uh, blues notes podcast with Brandon Moore and I, correct? That's correct. Awesome. So we're going to see you again Sunday night mm-hmm. uh, for blues notes. So make sure any of you Cardinals blues fans flip over on Sunday night sometime between eight and eight 30. We're going to be doing a blues podcast cover the last week and a half or so since we moved our date. Um, Jordan, you want to give us your Twitter handle or any place where we can find you outside of BSN? Um, I just have a person. I just have a personal uh, Instagram page. I uh, don't really, I don't really dive deep into uh, sports as much as I should. I, you know what? You just sparked something in my mind. I'm. <laughs> uh, That's no. my job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing enough in the sports world. I need Jeff Passon to uh, to get mad at me a couple times, but um, but I don't really have anything. Just my personal. You can see my beautiful family, my my son, if you wanted to. But it's up up to you. Is my Instagram handle is my name. Super easy. <laughs> Super easy. All right, and um, again, I'm Josh Edwards. My handle is at j edwards underscore vsn. That's where you can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm also the host of the Seventh Inning Stretch, which Jordan joins me on. I'm sure Alex will rotate in because on Seventh Inning Stretch, since Logan, it was Logan and I before, and we just had guests in, we're going to do like a rotating panel now um, for this next season. We're going to kind of model it after our talk in the gridiron. So hmm. most time I'll be there. Sometimes I won't. Jordan will be there most times. Sometimes he won't. Alex will pop in from time to time. You'll hmm. see Darren from Fat Boy Fade Away, Tyler from Fat Boy Fade Away. We'll have Boston Tom. <laughs> On one of our partnering, uh, from one of our partnering networks, um, we'll just have a big rotation of guests. It's gonna be a lot of good fun talk. If you don't know something, stretch. We cover everything that's going on in MLB. We pick like five topics, cover it, debate it, argue it, laugh about it, make fun of players and fans and everything else. <laughs> um, so make sure you check out something stretch. I kind of already gave gave you guys a note on the Blues Note podcast. It's strictly St. Louis Blues hockey coverage. We go every Sunday night between eight and eight thirty is when we start, just kind of depending on everybody's schedules. 
So if you are a Blues fan, make sure you come on by, check us out, leave us a follow. Um, but I'll be here with you guys every week. Uh, typically, it'll be on Wednesdays, barring no schedule issues. Um, and then 7 inning stretch will probably be on Fridays or Mondays. So give us a follow. Get subscribed to us on YouTube. And uh, thanks for coming on and catching us for our first show of the year. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one.